When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What What's is up? it that what we up, do? We get a people. The lobby boys, New York City legends Jim Jones and Mayno will be joining us later. But first, we have sound from two of the stars of tonight's game one of the NBA final Steph Curry and Jason Tatum. Let's listen to what they have to say before the big game pretty impressive that you know it all has come together the way it has over this over this the course of the season I think there was even probably a surprise that we started out this season the way we did I think we were 18 and 2 at one point and I don't think we even understood that it would kind of click that quickly we got four more wins to, to make it all worth it but it's a good feeling sometimes you gotta pinch yourself right I walk in I see this backdrop and it's like damn I am in the finals uh, so I'm just trying to take all this in and and, and just enjoy, enjoy the moment. Game one is tonight at 9 p.m. on ABC 8.30. We have Jalen Rose and the Countdown crew. Now you heard Steph Curry, who's been there before many times, talking about his team and how they clicked early. And then you have Jason Tatum, who's just excited to be there in front of the background and pinching himself. A lot has been made of the difference in finals, not playoff, but finals experience between these two teams. How do you think that'll play out on the court? Steph and these Warriors get love in the Bay like Mac Dre. And with three championships, there's going to be a sense of urgency game one to send a message to the Celtics. None of their players have ever been to the finals. And I saw your guy Al Horford yesterday. We joked about the finger that you pointed out. He said thank you. He appreciated that. He loved the show. And I bring him up because he's going to be switched out on Steph Curry a lot. We're going to talk a lot about Marcus Smart and Wiggins um, defensively for the Warriors and who's going to guard the best players for either team. But slowing down Steph and slowing down Tatum, that's going to be grade A and B for both teams. And the thing about Steph is he can get his off the ball, catching shoots, down screens, flare cuts, dribble handoffs. But Jason Tatum is more pick and roll. It's more post-up. It's more isolation. And so on the big stage, I feel like he's ready for it. And I love he wore the Kobe Bryant wristband. That just, that just made me happy. And so his productivity, then you look deeper into the box score. Can Jalen Brown play offensively the way he was playing? And then Klay Thompson for the Warriors and Jordan Poole for the Warriors. But the interior guys are going to decide this. Draymond Green, Looney, Kaminga versus Al Horford, Robert Williams III, and Grant Williams. Those trios interior-wise are going to actually decide who wins or loses this series. 
I mean, that's one of the reasons why the health of Williams, the Time Lord, is going to be so crucial for the Celtics. When we saw him in Game 7, he was not himself in Miami. Perhaps the rest, the extra couple days, will get him back to that bouncy, moving, switching, blocking shots, getting a rebound force that he is down low. That, to me, is one of the key, key, key things that we'll find out early in this series is just how healthy is the Time Lord. You mentioned Draymond Green, and Draymond, as he often does, offered up another great quote. This was to our colleague Marcus Spears. Here's what Draymond had to say, and I quote, No one has ever beaten us whole, ever. Has not happened yet. In 2016, I got suspended from a game. In 2019, Kevin Durant goes down. No one has ever beat us whole. Now, of course, we all remember what he got suspended for a game for in 2016. That was the little incident with LeBron and the step over and the alleged punch. And then we all know what happened with Kevin Durant in 2019. But Mr. Rose, what do you think of Draymond saying that no one has ever beat us whole? You know I'm all things historic black movies. And Skippy, Chris Tucker's character in Day of Presidents once said, if I could be where everybody wanted me to be, when everybody wanted me to be there, I'd be confused. And so for Draymond here, in theory, yes, there's accuracy. When they were healthy as a big three and as a squad, they did win those three championships including KD, but also they won the championship multiple times, I'm pretty sure throughout the Western Conference playoffs where other teams were dealing with injuries. Exactly. Also, when they got to the finals and the Cavs were playing without Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, the step over LeBron was self-inflicted. And so, again, I appreciate him giving confidence and breeding leadership into his squad. And Draymond Green is doing what coaches normally do in the media. So Steve Kerr don't have to do this. The eight-time champion, Steve Kerr, who's been to 11 NBA Finals as a player and as a coach. Draymond is putting it all on him. You know why that works? Because he doesn't have to be the guy scoring 20 to 25 every night. Mm -hmm. He's there to do all of the dirty work defensively, but also the smart intellectual plays to get them into their offense on that side. So this is his role to nudge the opponent, to jab the media, to have us talking about what he said about KD, to talk us about, have us talking about what he said about the previous Warriors team. And then also, he want to remind us how great this dynasty could potentially be overall in the history of the annals of the NBA, especially if they win another championship. Well, we're going to get to our Game 1 predictions, but off of this Draymond question, it's appropriate now, as we are just hours away from Game 1 of the Finals, to give our series predictions. And I have this Warriors core that is whole, winning again. I've got the Warriors taking it at home in Game 7, adding to this dynastic run. I ain't mad at ya, Splash Brothers and Pool. I mentioned the interior play for the Warriors. Brown and Tatum, Marcus Smart at the point for the Celtics. The dynamics of their team changed when they started Marcus Smart, in particular defensively. And I agree with you, that's gonna cause a long series. But overall, I've seen Steve Kerr throughout these playoffs infuse confidence in Wiggins. I've seen Looney have big scoring and rebound games. 
I've seen Kaminga play more minutes getting ready for the NBA Finals. So based on that nurturing already of his roster from within, preparing his squad for the Finals, I'm with you, my brother. I also have the Golden State Warriors winning this thing in seven. Oh, you also have the Golden State Warriors? I'm, I got to change mine then. I'm changing mine. We can't have the same prediction. I'm going Warriors <laughs> in six. They're going to win it in Boston. They're going to take it on the road. That, I can't, we can't be on the same page like that. What? I've got the Warriors winning in six. I'm officially changing my prediction well, just because switch. it is the same as yours. Jalen, there are so many Jalens on this globe, and you were the very first Jalen. The top of the Jalen pyramids. Seems like every time there's a playoff series, there's another Jalen in one. This one is no different. We had a Jalen and Jalen tete-a-tete. Let's listen to what Mr. Brown told Mr. Rose. Back in November, I'm watching League Pass. Y'all playing a home game against the Bulls. Y'all got waxed. Mm -hmm. Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year, came out and had some comments in the media. How did you guys navigate that at that point of the season? That was a game we were supposed to win until we was up. We ended up losing by like 15. Um, so it was tough. We figured out a way to, we talked it out, and we figured out a way to get on the same page and um, ended up working out in the long run. Whenever people talk about this year's Celtics, they always say, since January 1st, they've been this. Since January 1st, they've been that. But I'm glad you talked with Jalen Brown. What happened in 2021 with this team? Because they had a very rough start. What kind of perspective did he offer? I appreciate him for joining me in that sit down, AKA Juice. And the thing is, I wanna make sure I acknowledge my late mother, Jeannie Cassandra Rose, because as you know, she took pride in being the creator of that name and wrote down certain players that she was fans of that carried the name. And coincidentally, Ramsey of the Los Angeles football team, also a Jalen won the Super Bowl. Now there's a Jalen, 22 years later, after I did it, playing in the NBA Finals, and I know she's smiling down. And she really was a fan of his on and off the floor. And the one thing I also took from that interview, Jacoby, is he talked about how they responded to being waxed. I asked him, everybody talked about breaking up Brown and Tatum. And I went deeper in the box score. You appreciate this, Jacoby. I said, they wasn't talking about breaking up Brown and Tatum. They was talking about trading you. Mm-hmm. See, 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 that's different. That's vastly different. You know what I mean? And the one thing he said is the energy has shifted. And he tweeted that in January. And they were still hovering around 500. And since then, he said he had an attitude shift. Jason Tatum did as well. Emei Udoka navigated it well. Marcus Smart fell into his role. And now they're in the NBA Finals looking back at the journey, snickering and laughing at people who thought you should break up Brown and Tatum. It's a great point, Jalen. Great interview. Look forward to watching that. And I had an attitude shift myself. It is time for me to morph into negative Jacoby. <laughs> no! <laughs> So you know I'm a card-carrying, die-easy member of Bill's Mafia, and I was watching the match yesterday, and I'm rooting for my guy Josh Allen, and no. before the match, no. he gave an interview, and he revealed some very concerning facts. Let's listen to Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. Josh, is it true that you throw up before every game? And if so, will you do it today? I do throw up before every game, and 
If I can, if as long as I, I might take Aaron to the side and let him. Can you throw up demon. right now? That would be great for ratings. No, I probably could. No. If I start thinking about it, I get a little queasy. So. So he revealed that he throws up before every game. He says if it's a night game, he might have a little breakfast and he doesn't eat before games. This is very concerning information for my quarterback. If I have a little breakfast, I'm starving by noon. I'm grumpy by two. I definitely don't want to work out. Jalen, is someone who played for 13 years in the league, how concerned should I be that he throws up before every game and that he barely eats before games? Not only is somebody that played 13 years in the league, but it's somebody that's probably consumed alcoholic beverages way too many years of their life. That ain't no way to live. Earl and don't feel good. That does not feel good. That just makes me like, it takes days away from my life. Yeah, I just don't like that feeling. I, not saying any names, have played with players who've actually thrown up before games. And that has to lot, uh, uh, that, that, that's the residue of multiple things, Jacoby. It mm-hmm. could be nerves. It could be not eating. It could be what you're eating. It could be what you were doing the night before eating and or drinking and or if you were getting rest. But I don't want you to panic on this one. I'm concerned. I do not want you to panic on this one. You can't be a die easy Bills fan that has gone to Buffalo Fell off of a table, fell off of a cooler onto a table, had Conway the Machine host you in his suite, had Benny the Butcher offer for you to sit on the five-yard line to watch a game, hang out with West Side Gun, you fall asleep in the car because you was tired after the weekend, showed you the time of your life. And now you're ready to jump off the bandwagon already? Listen, all I'm saying is the Bills should have beat the Chiefs, and maybe they would have beat the Chiefs if Josh Allen just ate lunch. My guy, you got to eat. You got to hydrate. You got to be at peak performance. You're playing in the NFL. Please, I don't care if you throw up. It's the I eat a little lunch before night games. You're trying to tell me you're playing Monday Night Football, and all you did was have, like, an egg sandwich in the morning? Come on, Josh Allen. Yeah, get some more fuel in that tank. Jalen, we are honored to be joined by two legends of hip hop icons, Jim Jones and Mayno. Join us right after this, the Lobby Boys on J and J. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is finals time tonight, 8.30, NBA countdown on ABC, and then the game tips at 9 p.m., Celtics, Warriors. I can't wait. This is so exciting. What a great matchup. Jalen Anthony Rose, even though we're so focused on the finals, we're not going to go a single day without recognizing the fact that Brittany Griner is still detained in Russia. Wrongfully detained for 105 days, so we here at Jalen and Jacoby wish for her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Game one is tonight. The Warriors are favored by three and a half points. We both earlier predicted that the Warriors win the series, but who do you think wins game one? So let me tell you what's going to be tricky. 
both of these teams are coming off series where they were forced to guard somebody who was ball dominant and didn't necessarily move off the ball. And Luka for the Mavs and Butler for the Heat. So it's going to be two different movies to now watch and digest and download. I think that gives the advantage to the Golden State Warriors who had the chance to sit back and had a few more days off, plus they're playing on their home floor and they didn't have to travel. So I feel it's like the, the rest, State Warriors take game one. The rest, Peyton might be available, Igudala might be available, Porter might be available. I've got the Warriors winning tonight as well. We'll be back tomorrow and every day, ESPN2 at 4 p.m. to break everything down. Thank you. You're far too kind. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, I want to go, as you say, deeper in the box score on these NBA Finals matchup. You hinted at this in the show, but one thing that cannot be stressed enough is they the, the Celtics sweep the Nets. And then they go up against the Bucks without Middleton, which is just Giannis. Like, you just have to prepare for Giannis. Like, you're, you're just like, how do we stop this unstoppable force? And then you play the Heat. And you get a Jimmy Butler performance in game one, goes to line 18 times, scores 41 points. He's obviously injured in the middle of the series, but had a big game six, 47 points, and almost willed them to victory in game seven. But defending the Warriors is a completely different task. The, just the movement, the off-ball cutting, the screens. We, you, know, we, you, watch the, you watch the Warriors play Luka in the Mavs. It's Luka dribbles the ball up, someone sets him a pick, and then he just goes from there. But that's not what the Warriors do. How difficult do you think it will be for the Celtics just to keep up with the motion and the difference in styles than what they've been facing previously in the Eastern Conference? Well, it just, it, it, it's almost like driving a Jeep Wagoneer, luxury vehicle, looks beautiful, fits your wife and all of your kids in the vehicle, mini cup holders, television monitors for everybody else. That's Luca. That's Jimmy Butler. The Lamborghini, the sports car, where you're driving at a high speed, you're hitting corners you wouldn't hit with your family in the car. You're getting the car washed every single day. You don't want nobody to spill anything in the car. You don't even want nobody else to be in the car with you sometimes. That's the sports car. That's the Warriors. And the thing about their breakneck pace in particular in the half-court offense is they move the ball and get off the ball. Those are normally two things you don't see happen in the NBA. You see the primary ball handler in pick-and-roll action, trying to mm -hmm. draw a double, trying to get to the paint, drive and kick. Or he reverses it, and then the next person tries to do the same thing. Well, the Golden State Warriors, first off, look different because of Draymond. He's not the joker initiating offense at the five spot who's going to also give you 25, 30 points. Or Joel Embiid initiating the offense below the free throw line in a lot of ways, 15 to 18 feet away as an interior player. It's more like Al Horford with the Hawks. It's more like Draymond when, he, when they – when they started using the death lineup, the thing that made it that is that the guy that led your team in assists also could guard the other team's center one-on-one. -on -one. That's what makes their team different. Robert Williams, you think he gonna be out there at the three line, setting picks, doing dribble handoffs, doing reverse cuts, and 
That, that, that's just not what he's asked to do as the interior player. So because of that alone, Jacoby, which is a big thing, everything's inverted. You get a little of that from Bam Adebayo. You get a lot of his ball handling, but his ball handling is not only to initiate offensive, but it's a chance to get him to score. Draymond's not really looking to score. And the people that Bam are dribbling handoff with, you notice when Duncan Robinson came in, did a lot with him. When Struess was in, did a lot with him. The Heat ran out of shooters so much, I felt bad for Struess. He was just long. I was like, he might shoot one from half court. Like, because they didn't have, like, multiple people to do it. But when Draymond has it initiating, everybody can do it. Wiggins and Kaminga cutting. Gary Payton, when he's healthy, he's cutting. Iguodala can do this action also. But then you got the Splash Brothers. Scissors, screening down, flare screens, in transition, broken floor situations. You make a mistake, and all of a sudden, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole have an open shot. So I think if anybody's able to defend it, it's the Boston Celtics. But it's gonna, you can walk through if you need to. But it's gonna look a lot different tonight. And it's gonna look, it's gonna look like I looked when I came from Detroit and the tallest building we have is the Renaissance Center. And then I came to New York, it's like, y'all got skyscrapers everywhere. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. This, I was like, some of that, like, those are projects? I was like, wait a minute. All of those tall buildings are actual projects? Like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I was fascinated by that so much so, and you know this. Driving to South Seaport so many days, riding past the Bronx, I just look past and I salute the birth of hip hop, the home of the birth of hip hop. And it always fascinates me and it saddens me that so many large buildings in New York are actual projects. Well, a lot of times people come from New York, they come from the North like I did, and that is the sort of the first thing you see, like, wow, this is the New York City skyline. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. This is the Bronx, and those are projects. But, Jalen, back to the NBA Finals. There's a couple a couple storylines I want to hit with you. Um, two, both these teams have been vulnerable. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I predict the Warriors. I'm thinking about this, this, the Splash Brothers, and I'm also thinking, like, didn't they? Weren't they losing to Memphis by 55, and Memphis didn't have John Morant? You know, like, like and, and sometimes yes, that don't, they, don't they turn the ball over a lot? Like, doesn't Steph Curry just kind of throw it to the stands sometimes? And same thing with Jalen Brown and and Tatum. Like, they turn the ball over a lot. In that Heat series, Tatum was just had quarters where he had, what would he have? He had seven turnovers in a quarter or something. And the thing about turning the ball over against the Warriors is they're so good getting out in transition and getting layups or threes. So how important do you think the turnover battle will be in game one in the series? Well, what happens with turnovers is now you got a chance to get an open shot in transition. And either that's a layup or an unlimited range three-point shot for either team, in particular the Warriors. And when I talk to Jalen Brown, I guarantee you if you can hear my voice and you ask anybody that knows basketball, a fan of the game, a supporter of any team. Test this if you want all day and during this series. Ask somebody if you needed to take something away from the Golden State Warriors in order for the Celtics to win, what would your answer be? Uh, transition and offensive rebounds. 
The answer is layups. The Golden State Warriors are number one in scoring in the restricted area, percentage-wise and points. What happens is, because they spread the floor so very wide, and Steph Curry has unlimited range, and Klay Thompson is one of the greatest knockdown shooters that the league has seen, it elongates your defense so much that you're so worried about that 40% shot that you're giving up 80, 90, 100% shots at the rim. You got to take away their layups. That's what you have to take away. And to your question, when you turn the ball over, you're really unable or less likely to do that, which also puts them in position to not only get easy buckets, but to get confidence for those three-point opportunities when they present themselves. And a lot of those layups come in the half-court set off of back cuts. Like, at least twice a game, they just get an open layup because two exactly. defenders are thinking, uh, exactly. looking at each other like, oh, I exactly. thought you were supposed to switch. No, I thought Smart. I wasn't. And they move around so much. And Steph is always running into that area that they, off, they oftentimes just get the defense confused. They've already switched twice. And, all, and they've got great uh, distributors, especially Draymond, that'll give you, that, give you a wide-open layup in the half-court set. Two of the best highlights that the Warriors have this offseason, this postseason, have both been dunks off of cuts. One was Gary Payton II. The other one was Wiggins, the big dunk over Luka. Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you have the floor spread so much, where Luka all of a sudden becomes your rim protector because your defense is distorted. That highlights a few things for the Mavs. While they need a rim protector, and how the Warriors cutting puts you in position to have somebody that's unfamiliar with that role now trying to challenge Wiggins and having to flop when he really got banged on. So one thing I love about the Celtics so much is they switch all the time and people talk about matchups, right? But you can talk about matchups, especially in the finals. We always break down all the matchups. But once, once the, the offense starts, people get switched on to other people and people get hunted. And, you know, you don't end up covering who you started covering, especially with these two teams. I like that the Celtics have five stout defenders in their starting and finishing five, right? Even Robert Williams, right? I'm concerned a little bit with how much Steph Curry, how Klay Thompson isn't the same defender, and how when Jordan Poole is in the game that he just hasn't developed his defensive game yet in his young career. Do you expect that to be an issue? The, the quote-unquote hunting of Steph and hunting of Poole and, and the fact that the, the Celtics aren't susceptible to that in the same way. I'll quote our brother. Matter of fact, I need to text Forty Water to come on the show. We need to get him on the show. Yeah, oh yeah, He's I like forgot. A we got, we got, we got, that's, our, that's our Warriors correspondent. That's our Warriors correspondent. Exactly. We gotta get our Warriors. Yeah, exactly. We gotta get our Warriors correspondent. I'm on that right now, teammates. What would E Forty say in this time? Yep. Or nope. And absolutely, it's gonna be a factor for the Warriors defensively. And here's why. See Chris Paul versus the Mavs. If you're Boston, that's exactly what you're trying to do to Steph. That's, mm. that's exactly what you hope to do. Have him playing defense on the post. Have him trying to grab defensive rebounds underneath the basket. 
not getting outlets at the three-point line, not getting second passes in the front court for threes. You want him in foul trouble. You want him looking at the refs. You want him for calling for help on D. And you want now all of a sudden him to be so focused on that end of the floor, it limits his efficiency. So absolutely. And insert another name for that, Jordan Poole. The exact same thing you want to do for him. Those guys that can get you 25 or 30 points easily off the dribble the way those dudes can, like you got to make them work defensively. And if you Boston watch, you're going to see a lot of the, the back of Marcus Smart's jersey in front of Steph Curry trying to post him up. You're going to see a mm. lot of that because you got to try to slow him down. Same with Jalen Brown. Same with Jason Tatum. Now, they'll try to hide him, but guys like Grant Williams now have developed enough where you put a small guy on them, they can punish him not only on the post, in the paint, or on offensive rebounds. So, and that to me is the the greatness of the Celtics, is that they have no weaknesses offensively or defensively. Like, the Warriors are a great defensive team, but in previous series in particular, they've shown weaknesses defensively. Uh, you don't see multiple people getting off against the Celtics. You see the top players getting off against the Celtics. Against the Warriors, you see multiple players getting off. You see Finney Smith's making seven threes. Brunson. Other guys getting off. You see Brunson getting his money and Dinwiddie having a big game. And you see... The, the Memphis Grizzlies beating them by 55 without John ja Morant. Those things do happen to the Warriors. They don't happen to the Celtics. So absolutely, they will be doing a lot of hunting of guys that they feel are weak defensively. So the health of Robert Williams is obviously going to be important, but uh, also important to the health of Gary Payton II, which is interesting. Um, Andre Iguodala, I don't expect to see him on the floor too much, but he apparently is questionable or available. And Otto Porter Jr., who is often overlooked just as an NBA player. But you've noticed, remember the pool party lineup they would go to all the time? Well, they don't go to that that much anymore. They don't have pool in that lineup, but they do have Otto Porter Jr. in that lineup with Wiggins and the Splash Brothers and Draymond. And how important is it for these three players to be back and be able to contribute for the Warriors? Well, it just creates more depth than the Celtics have. Like, once you get past Derek White and once you get past Grant Williams, I'm not as confident in the Celtics bench once you get past those two guys. And for the Warriors, they built out a team where they can put 12 people in the game and you expect them to be productive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, you know, I... The Jordan Poole thing, I expect to see him on the floor less because of what he... They need him on offense, especially with second units and whatnot, but he's just he's just a, a liability a bit on defense at this point in his career. So I might I might expect to see a little more Gary Payton the second. Um, Mr. Rose, you spoke with Jalen Brown. What, um, what, other, what other insight did he offer you outside of what we've already covered? And where can we see that interview? Well, I like... I, I like thank you, family. I like the personal part of the world was talking about breaking up Tatum and Brown, but as somebody that's been traded multiple times and been around the game forever, the conversation was really about trading you. 
And he reminded me of something. I was actually with him the day he got drafted. I worked that draft. But earlier that morning, he and I were both on Sway in the morning. Shout to Sway, shout to Heather B, my peeps. And I literally remember sitting there and looking down at my phone and he just did his interview first. And the projection is that he was gonna go in the top 10. By the time he finished his interview, I looked down at my phone. I was like, look at this. I was like, I'm hearing you about to go top five. And I remember being the person saying that to him and showing him and his peeps that he was with and seeing their reaction, like real time. And he reminded me also that when he got picked, Celtics fans booed him. Mm. He wasn't great his rookie year. So he was not great all, his rookie year. But he's been to five conference finals. And he's only 25 years old. A lot of that has to do with the expectations of a Celtics brand and, and franchise that doesn't hang conference championship banners or division banners because they have 17 championship banners that they take pride in. Many, 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 many before the 90s, by the way. I think only one since the 90s. Um, and, and the answer that I had for him, is it because, it's also because you choose to be more than a jock. And during the cycle of 2016 and our presidential election and what was happening in our country, a socially and politically charged athlete either was embraced or denounced. And he came in as a young player and a lot of talk has been made about the history of Boston, the area, their fans, and supporting their team, but also not necessarily supporting their players when they're not on the floor. We've seen multiple players come out and talk about this from Bill Russell to Marcus Smart. And he took that personal clearly. And so he knew it wasn't only about basketball. He knew when he jumped in his car and drove 12 hours from Boston to Atlanta during the pandemic to lead a rally for Black Lives Matter. He knew a lot of fans of the team he played for was gonna tell him to stick to basketball. He knew was gonna tell him to shut up and dribble. So he knows that there's an undercurrent of who he is off the floor that allows fans to not be as supportive of how terrific he's been as a young player. He's only 25. He averaged 25 points in the playoffs already. There's been five conference finals with three different point guards. Isaiah Thomas was one of his point guards earlier in his career. Kyrie Irving, Kimball Walker, Dennis Schroeder, like all of that changeover, different coaches. And so he's been actually a stabilizing force. And so he understands to whom much is given, much is required. And I appreciated his maturity of understanding that when I sign with Donda and Kanye West, it's not gonna be traditional. 
That's, I'm glad you brought up that point. We have a voicemail about that very question. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. And one has a, a question about Jalen Brown and Donda. Hey, Jalen, Jacoby. Um, this is Peterson from Boston. Um, shout out, Reg. I am so excited for the Celtics to be in the finals and can't wait for Thursday to start. Um, you know where I'm kind of heading. Um, Celtics, I say in six or seven. Um, this is, that's just my take. But um, I really have a question for um, Jalen. Um, <clears throat> recently, um, I mean, I'm a big fan, just so you know. And yesterday you guys were talking about um, um, uh, um, Aaron Donald. And it seems as if, like, you know, Kanye is expanding his kind of, um, his, like, you know, his empire into the sports arena. So he signed Aaron um, Donald, and um, and he signed um, recently um, Jalen Brown um, to his um, sports um, league or, or agency. So I'm just curious um, from you, Jalen, um, do you think that Kanye is going to be a big player in the sports agency um, market, and um, do you see a lot of players really um, joining along the same ranks as um, Donald and um, Brown? Um, I'm really curious just to know what you think. Um, shout out, um, continue um, on the great work. Medicinal. Um, he stuttered on the medicinal. <laughs> That's my guy, Peterson in Boston. One thing I want to make clear is I believe that both uh, Donald and Brown still are using their regular sports agents when it comes to team contracts that Donda's representing their marketing interests. Mr. Rose, what do you think about Jalen Brown signing with Donda? Thank you for the call. I appreciate the love. We appreciate the support. We love when our callers shout out Reg the Ledge. We love when they let us know they're medicinal. Um, we appreciate the range of this show and the conversations that we talk about. And I'm, I'm extremely uniquely positioned to talk about this. And if you want me to go GQ article here right now, I can. Um, but let me tell straight honesty about the athlete and representation and the things that you may or may not know. So for Kanye, he's not the first entertainer, artist to manage and or represent players. When I was in college, there was a time where MC Hammer was the number one artist in the world and he and Deion Sanders, prime time prime time, formed an agency to represent players. Master P created an agency. So did Lil Wayne. Jay Prince with Shakir Stevenson, currently in boxing. I'm managed by Jay-Z in Rock Nation right now. The first athlete turned media personality that they signed. And the thing about those relationships, and this is just this is just real. Black agencies are far and few between. We don't own anything. 
We don't own the top agencies. We don't have people that look like us, sound like us, dress like us, having the most important conversations about our career for decades. Just think about this for a second. If you have an agent and they don't look like you, they don't sound like you, they don't speak in your voice, it's, it's sort of tough for them to fully represent your best interests. Now, for those that do it and are extremely good at it, they're the rarity. And like Jacoby once taught me, because I love this example that you gave me about agents, what did you tell me that is not happening right now if you're a talent and you have an agency? You don't have a what? Well, <clears throat> I've said a lot of things. I'm not some on wax, some off wax. All but right, I got you. Me, I know what this is. I think you're going with what, what's not happening is someone waking up in the morning saying, how can I further Jalen Rose's career today? Wake up in the morning and look at the calendar, brush your teeth and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to I'm hook Jacoby up today because agents have many clients. They've got their own lives, their own careers, and they always put those things first. There isn't a Jerry Maguire doing that right now. And for those that exist, I know you're out there. Congratulations. I want to give you love. I, love a lot I have an amazing team. Yeah, I have an amazing team, and it's worked out terrific for me. So I'm extremely fortunate the opportunities you see me have with ABC, ESPN, Puma, New York Post, Amazon Amp. New Renaissance man out today with Angela Rock. But Yes, indeed. Renaissance man out today, New York Post. And what ends up happening, think about this game I'm putting down. The most important conversations in your career, you're not on the phone. Let me rewind that again. The most important conversations in your career, a lot of times when you have an agent, you're not on the phone. And so therefore, you ready for the establishment to get mad at you? Be Lamar Jackson and have the nerve to not have an agent because he's not playing the game traditionally. And he's upsetting the apple cart, not only as an athlete, but as a black athlete, in his mind, not feeding the system that I talked about, where we're, uh, we're really the minority. If you look at the NFL, how about this? There isn't an NFL player represented there isn't a white NFL player represented by a black agent. Hmm. Just think about that for a second. There isn't a white NFL player that's represented by a black agent. There's likely an but exception however, to that rule, but your point is made. But however, 95% of the black players in the basketball and football are represented by white agents and why does that matter clearly for a million reasons but the overarching reason when a guy like Lamar Jackson is going into the draft Jacoby I remember there was a segment of the population running with the story that said he was hard to get in contact with you remember it Google it mm -hmm. Lamar didn't have an agent so all of a sudden he's hard to get in contact with 
You ain't hard in contact. You ain't hard to get in contact with if your mother, your agent. You're, <laughs> your you're the most. You're the most accessible as possible. If you're going through somebody's mother, you can't be more accessible than hitting up somebody's mom about them in their career. So why did that story get out there? They want to discourage other players from bucking the system and not paying fees for their talent to the agency. That happened with Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown didn't have an agent. Everything that you see, juice, brown, clothing, all of that stuff, that ain't because he had an agent. That was his team for the draft. Isaiah Thomas, the Piston Bad Boy Hall of Famer. Sharif Abdul Rahim. I remember the people that he had around him advising him. He didn't have an agent. And so the system doesn't like when you don't feed it. And what am I mean feeding it? Money. You're taking money out of our pocket. That's the equivalent for me of being a charter school founder. I'm a charter school founder. And there are people that walk the face of this earth and say, we're taking students from the public schools. They're not saying we're taking students from the public schools because it's a, a different opportunity for the scholar. They're saying we're taking students from the system because they want the money for that student to go to the public school budget. That's all it is. And newsflash, a charter school, ding, 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 is a public school too. So just think about that game. People who are in public schools rail about charter schools, but charter schools are actually public schools, for those that didn't know. And that's what I see here. I'm happy for Kanye. I'm happy for Jalen Brown. I'm happy for Aaron Donald. And as you mentioned, and this is sad, by the way, that agent, that, that manager ain't doing the Celtic deal. That manager ain't doing this $150 million Rams deal. Why? Because they're still boxed out of that industry. So shout to the black agents like a Bill Duffy, who's a seasoned veteran in the NBA, for example, and, and been doing this thing uh, for a long time. Or my guy, um, David uh, Monaluga, who represents Jalen Brown in the NFL, I mean, Jalen uh, Ramsey and so many others um, in the NFL because it's few and far between. And Rich Paul, oh, boom, Rich Paul. Oh, man, Pfft. they changed the rule because Rich Paul became an agent. They's like, no, you gotta be certified now. No, you gotta sit in front of 10 people that we say whether Rich Paul gets certified or not. How about that? Mm -hmm. Rich Paul became one of the most successful agents of all time. As soon as he walked through that door with that skin color and didn't go through the good old boy network, they closed that door. No, 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 no. We not having no more Rich Paul. You gotta be certified and you gotta go in front of the board. It's almost like going in front of the grand jury now to become an agent. Well, one thing I want to point out is these are also figureheads for organizations. You know, like like 
Jay-Z doesn't text you about Renaissance Man this week. You know what I mean? And, and Rich Paul doesn't do Correct. every deal that Clutch Sports is a part of. And Kanye West isn't on the phone Correct. with Jalen Brown about his clothing line or, or you know, doing an applesauce endorsement. So one, these, are, these are figureheads leaders. And one thing that I've learned is underneath leaders at the top of the pyramid that don't look like me, there are usually more people that don't look like me. And I think that's that's an important thing to note that these these aren't just single human beings that are just working in office by themselves like Jerry Maguire. These are actual large organizations that have multiple clients and are building businesses. I want to say, Mr. Rose. First of all, a couple things. I want to give a big shout to our colleagues, uh, Jeff Van Gundy, Mike Breen, a big part of, of all postseason basketball experiences for all basketball fans who are in and out of COVID protocol. We want them to get better as soon as possible so they can be in our living rooms and uh, and we can share their joy for the game of basketball. And secondly, I want to say that we got to go soon, but it would be remiss for me to ask what the plan is for the rest of your day. When is the haircut coming? Is it shiz? What's the suit situation? Have you have you landed on a look? What do we get? What do we expect? Do you have to go to the florist today? Like with meals? What's the call time? <laughs> like I need to. I just need. We got. We don't got too much time left. I know you're very busy today, but I need to know what the Jalen Rose look, food, and schedule and haircut looks like today. On oh, my Mary J. Time on my hand since you've been away, boy. A couple of things. I'm going to ease into the finals with the looks. Okay. Definitely showing up with a blazer you've never seen. But it's loud, though. It's a loud cup. Oh. It's a loud <laughs> oh, we're not easing into it. We're not, it doesn't sound like we're easing into it. You're jumping in the pool. It's a dark pink, I guess. It's a loud <laughs> color. It's a loud, <laughs> loud, loud. I think, I think it's like a, a Tom Ford or a Dolce Gabbana blazer. It's, it's, it's awesome. so rich. It's loud. It sends a message. Um, got a nice white crisp custom shirt. Okay. Um, probably wear the blue or black pants with the, the boots. You know what I'm saying? I'm a poster look. Um, Shiz is flying in for the cut. Great. I had to get him a little early today because he needs to take the flight from now. Here's here's where Shiz is a boss. And this is why everybody that can hear my voice. Learn a craft. Become a tradesman at something. Like mm. so many young people, and we talk about this at JRLA, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be an athlete, you can be an actor, but that's not gonna happen until you like mid-20s. And if you then that's if you and that's if you hit your dream young. So therefore, what you about to do between 10 and 25, you gotta work. Multiple jobs. We all have to work multiple jobs. And learn if you a craft is great advice. At something, learn a craft. Be an expert at something. Learn a trade. Learn a craft. We that's one of the things we stress at JRLA. This is what makes us different as a charter school, Jacoby. We can nurture a young person in the classroom. We can also encourage them to play sports or take an extracurricular activity and also nurture them into a job or a trade. While they're working on being a student and getting into their career. So for those out there listening, Shiz did that. He went back to school for design and movies because he works on a lot of sets. 
And he's going to fly from L.A. to San Fran to cut Jalen Rose. But then he's going to fly from San Fran to Atlanta to cut Usher. You see what I'm saying? So like the jobs of working in the plant, people think, oh, I want to get a job at the plant. It's like a grease monkey job when you're on the ground, you're back on the ground and, and oil falling in your face. That's not the job anymore. It's like about computer programming. It's about being able to like navigate things um, via technology in a lot of ways. And so him investing in a trade means, guess what? He gonna eat forever. So it's like you can teach a man, you can give a man fish or teach a man to fish. He gonna eat forever. So adopt the trade out there. So he's flying in to give me a fresh cut. But let me tell you something else that happened, Jacoby. It went from being just a haircut because my hair has grown. So now I have Sophie Rose who works with ESPN. I'm the backup to Malika. You know what I'm saying? It's like Tom Brady, she's on the center winning her Emmy and her championship and I'm the backup. I'm like, whenever she's not sitting in a chair, can I get in to get a twist, get an untwist, to get a fluff, to get a spray? Because guess what? hair products I walk around with. None. You've never, None. You've never shaved Anybody in your life. Anybody that walk... <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Never Correct. Shaved so, people, so people who don't have hair or can't grow their hair or wear the same hairstyle for so many years can't relate to this. But for those of us that have hair, usually you need to do something with it. I'm one of those people that wake up and have been used to not doing anything with it. The rest of the world thinks I spend so much time and energy on trying to have a cut. All I do is sit in a chair, the barber comes, cuts my hair, and they leave. Now my hair is grown, so Jacoby is like, gotta get it twisted for an hour. Gotta get it untwisted for an hour. They put in all kinds of shampoo and conditioner and spray and da da da. So I went from getting a cut for 45 minutes to now I gotta get my hair done. You well, know what I'm saying? And so that one, has to happen today. One way, but that's one way why that, you see it down now. I'll let it up today. One way I need to think I need to explain about my life is someone who has had the same haircut for so many years, doesn't do her hair, doesn't think that much about their <laughs> hair, because I just I sit in a chair once a week and it looks the same all the time. Is we have the twin daughters. The mixed twin daughters was a real game changer. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm like pigtails, huh? Like, I'm, I, like I'm, I'm on like take three of the ponytail sometimes. Like, it's just like I'm not used. To, I'm not used to being. The, I can sit in the chair, but I'm not used to being the, the 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 designer. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not used to standing up in the salon and working on people's hair, trying to get the part right, and trying to get using you figuring out which kind of conditioners and spray bottles carry which and do this and that. So big shout out to all the girl dads in the world that have to deal with the same struggle. We'll be back tomorrow to break down game one. Jalen Rose, have a great game. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, family. ESPN 2, 4 o'clock. Why is that, Jalen Rose? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done.